You're listening to the One Two Three Show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Friday afternoon. Let's turn to our very first topic and guests of today. In the next fifteen minutes or so, we'll be hearing about an upcoming performance of children's story, The Three Little Pigs, and it's presented by the great team from the Hong Kong Players Theatre Group. And this afternoon, I'm really delighted to be joined once again by the director of the show, Jennifer Barkley, along with actors Amy Percival and Gabriel Viana. Welcome to the program, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. This afternoon. Thank you. Lovely to be here. It's great to see you all. We are live uh, once again on Facebook, so do join us there if you can. Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio Three is the page to go to. So perhaps Jennifer, I'll start off with you first. Welcome back on the program. Um, tell us a little bit more about uh, this show and, and your representation of the Three Little Pigs. Yeah. So basically, it started with. Um, trying to think of things we could do during the pandemic restrictions. And we thought, well, uh, a lot of people are home with their kids and there's a lot of, you know, there's not much to do outside of the home. So we thought, well, maybe we could try to do a children's show. And I hadn't done a children's show before, um, specifically geared for younger kids. Uh, So I thought it was actually a challenge. So we started with the book, um, The Little Pig. And we just got into the studio and we started going through the scene. And I would write down as the actors improvising um, little scenes of what might happen. I would be like jotting down things that I thought were funny or clever. And then I would go home and sort of like write up the scene. And eventually, you know, we had a, a one hour, you know, children's play completely original based off of our own devising of the of the storybook and uh yeah so and it's it's kind of evolved over um as we were working on it and it got more interactive we were adding more songs and so by the end it became quite a highly interactive um you know with sing-alongs and you know, asking the kids at home to build things and to find things in their home and stuff like that. Um, So, yeah, it was just a really interesting process for all of us to to put it together as an ensemble. What an interesting process. So it actually started with sort of spontaneous improvisation. You had your wonderful team and you were watching them and and that's how this is born. Um, What were the challenges? I mean, did the actors sort of expect a script to begin with or were they sort of told, right, we're going to do the Three Little Pigs and you are free to, you know, use your, your, your creativity? Yeah, no, I think our very first meeting, um, I was like, all right, guys, we don't have a script. There's nothing there. Um, so they were certainly told uh, going into the gate that, you know, we don't have a script. Um, and actually, it was quite fun. Um, it made the process, I think, quite fun for the actors. And I was quite open to if this is this line is funnier than that line, mm-hmm. then this, you know, so we were just kind of trying to as you know, um, playful as we could and uh, try to bring some life into each scene. And like I said, things evolved as well. Um, but maybe the actors have a different perspective of uh, not having a script. 
Yeah, well, let's bring uh, well, let's bring Amy and welcome back on the program. Thank you so much for, for joining us, Amy. We've spoken previously uh, on the program as well. You're originally from the UK, where you trained at the Court Theatre Training Company, and you're also a professional uh, voice artist as well. And coming to Hong Kong, um, you, you've been in a variety of shows. Um, is it the is it a first to not have a script <laughs> to to go into a rehearsal without a script? What was that like for you? Um, I have to say the most surprising thing for me about this because we know the story, right? It's an infamous children's story that everyone has grown up with. But in our first rehearsal, Jennifer brought along the original story and it's actually not what we think it is. (laughs) So for me, that was the most surprising thing. And it was like, oh, I don't actually know the Three Little Pigs story. (laughs) So we worked from the the original story and so that was very surprising for me and then the conversation was do we want to stick to the original story that we have or do we want to adapt it like how it's been adapted throughout history so yeah that for me was the most surprising thing from the very first rehearsal so yeah starting off without a script was like oh this is exciting and then you find that news out and it was like oh okay so where do we go from here so it was quite interesting, actually. So I actually learned a lot from that. <laughs> and it's often quite interesting, even from an audience perspective, to go to a show and, and watch the representation of the directors, of the actors of a particular show, especially for shows that we know already. For example, like Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, and in this instance, The Three Little Pigs. I think the audience have an idea of what the story is like, but it's so interesting to see how it's being adapted, how the story is, is being told. Um, Gabriel, Vienna, welcome to the program. Thank you so much for, for joining us. Um, this is your first Hong Kong production. What was that like for you to go into a production without a script? Uh, I enjoyed it. I thought that it was very uh, creatively freeing, I guess, like about being able to go in and like we were literally changing things up until the last rehearsal before we performed. And so I think that that was like, I mean, I haven't been in very many productions at all, but I think that it was definitely really cool to just be able to keep tweaking it in all the ways that we saw like anyone could give input um like the director the actors whatever like we would be like oh what if we did this what if we changed this and I think that that was really really cool and so I personally loved the experience I thought that it was so much fun to be able to be in that like super free environment uh yeah and so I really enjoyed it yeah, and I think it's a real testament to really Jennifer and, and, and the team and the trust that you've built in because unlike, say, other forms of media, you know, film or, or movie or something, um, you, you've, got, you've got the script and then you go with it. But with theatre, it's sort of, it's as cliche as it sounds, it's living and it's breathing and it's there's space to evolve and you're often changing things depending on the energy uh, between the actors um, as well. Having said that, this is sort of like film isn't it, Jennifer? Because you filmed it. Yeah, there are, I mean, we tried to make it as theater uh, like as we could. We don't have a lot of cuts. We don't have a lot of um, film technique. We tried to keep it um, as close to the experience of being in theater as we could. Um, That being said, of course, we had to orient to the camera, um, where is it? What are the boundaries of where what it's seeing? And you know, then there were challenges like, oh, if you got a little too close, or where the lighting was, 
you know, it would change the perspective and, you know, none of us are super, you know, it's all volunteers. There was nobody paid for anything on this production. And so, you know, you just have people that are genuinely passionate about what they're doing, but maybe not like the leaders of their field or whatever. So we were all just kind of like doing our best and tweaking and, you know, and trying to, you know, make it look as good as we could. And, you know, being community theater really does mean most of us have other jobs. Most of us do other things. And so it really is a, a sense of like everyone just kind of like volunteering their time and coming in and and experimenting, trying things and then realizing it doesn't work, you know, and things that work for the theater, like having like really mood lighting didn't work, uh, doesn't work for the camera. It needs to be nice and bright. Um, yeah. And so we just learned as we went. Um, but like I said, we only had about three cuts in the whole show um, with our live audience that we had to come watch it. We only changed the set like three times, but otherwise we, we re-ran it like a, like a, like a show. Yeah. So you, orig for the original filming, you had a live audience. What was that like to be able to perform to a live audience? I'm sure as actors, you feed off the energy from, you know, the audience. I mean, Gabriel, what was that like for you? I definitely think that, it was a lot easier, but it was difficult because when we were rehearsing, it's so awkward because you go up and you like look out into this empty room and you're like, what should I do? And you're like talking and like there's no response. So like you can't practice that. You can't practice with the same energy. And so I definitely think that when we went in with the live audience, it was still a little awkward because there was a couple moments where we would be looking at the camera and, and like talking to the camera, but there's nobody there. Uh, but I definitely think that with the kids and everyone around and they were like responding, they were laughing, they were like cheering or whatever, just like responding to what's happening. It was definitely so much easier to get into that flow. And uh, Jennifer said from the beginning that she wanted it to be a very high energy uh, production and like a lot of like, you know, like for young children. Uh, and so I think that that was way easier when there actually were young children around us that we could kind of like feed off the energy. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I think people sort of underestimate how exhausting it is. I mean, it's exhausting to, to be performing anyway, but to be performing for children's theatre as well, because you have to take the energy level on a whole new level just to keep just to keep them engaged, because children, let's just face it, they have a shorter attention span. Um, Amy, what was that experience like for you? Uh, do you know what? When we had the studio audience there, it was such like um, Gabriel was saying about the energy. It was like it was supposed to be. And I think when you do, especially something like children's shows, and it's interactive, when you do it for so long without the audience, it, it just doesn't feel right. And so then when they were there, it really was just I. I don't know the word I'm looking for, but it was just like it was meant to be. Like and the missing piece, there, perhaps. Yes, yeah, ex that's exactly right. So they were like the final piece to go in. And having them there, we were saying backstage how alive it just made us feel. And it was like, oh, this is nice. And they're interacting and they're doing this. And they laughed at that. And so it's when you make something for a particular audience, then they're there and they're enjoying it. It really just makes it magical. I, I know it's very cheesy, but I don't know any other way to describe it. 
and yeah it was so so nice to Mm. finally get there to be to be at that point and to do that for them yeah one of the other thing i was going to say is that we were quite surprised at how young our audience was um we basically asked just friends of the hong kong players that have kids we just kind of said hey you know we're going to have a very small audience like 12 14 people you know just so we can get a uh, have that interaction with the actors and when they came in, I think the oldest kid was about four. I mean, it was like two to four and a half or something like, I mean, we were really like, whoa, okay, these are little, little kids. So they were just like yelling stuff out and, you know, it was really quite fun. And, Heckling. you know, yeah, but I mean, like joyfully, like, you know, they were enjoying it, but, but we were like, oh, okay, these are children (laughs) so we really had to like you know kids that are under four are not they're not gonna behave like in the sense of if you're not entertaining them they'll let you know right they're not just gonna politely sit there (laughs) so we all kind of stepped up our game like okay well all right you know we gotta keep these kids engaged they're only like three years old kind of thing so it was really quite um it was challenging, but it was also like I felt just the energy of everyone just go up like by 200 yeah. percent. It was kind of like, oh, we've got to earn this. Right. We've got to keep these kids engaged. So it was really quite fun that way. And that's such an excellent point, Jennifer. And and it's true. I think with, with children, especially at, at that young age, um, they understand the dialogue. But to an extent, it really comes down to the physicality, the facial expressions. And that is, you know, the essence of acting. You know, you're really having to portray feelings and the message uh, through your body language and, and, and through your your voice and, and your physicality. Uh, what was that like? I mean, did you have to sort of really think about the way you deliver the, the lines, Gabriel, Amy? I mean, and, and, you know, in terms of feedback, Jennifer, how were you able to say, that was good, but, you know, to engage a three-year-old, you've got to do it this way. Um, I mean, Gabriel, maybe you can go first. What was that like to having to really test your limits as an actor? Yeah, I think that um, with my role and what I was doing, I... I kind of like because like like Jennifer was saying they're very young and so you need to be able to make sure that stuff is happening to a level that they're going to keep engaged um and so I think that uh with my role and what I was doing I had to kind of tailor it in what is going to make them interested and I think that I definitely struggled with that at the beginning like making sure that I was like changing my voice and like even like when I'm just standing not talking and someone else I still need to have like a certain body posture and everything and make sure that um yeah that the kids don't get bored uh and I think that that's different from the stuff that I've done before because the stuff I've done before is more about telling the story and so it's kind of more about like your facial expression and like what you're doing but not in a sense is you're trying to keep kids engaged so that was definitely very different uh and something i had to work on but it was i i enjoyed it i thought it was fun to like be like so over exaggerated and like yeah 
So out went the window with Stanislavski and his sort of method acting. That's not that's not really possible. Um, Amy, what was that experience like for you to having to really just use other means to communicate the message? So for me, because uh, I have done children's theatre before, but it's actually been a while, and it's just making sure that there is no subtext. <laughs> so there's no, um, what does she mean by this? It's got to be really clear. And I also think when it comes to children's theatre, if you're having fun, then the kids are having fun too. And so for me, it's just being very clear and being very physical and visual and really enjoying the show and enjoying the characters and because then that energy will naturally feed off to the kids. So that was the main thing for me. And it was really fun. And I did really love it. So it was a really, really good show. And how about for you, Jennifer? What was that like, like watching the, 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 the audience and sort of giving feedback based on that? Yeah, I mean, I kind of wore two hats because I was a character in the show, but I was also the director. So... You know, while I was acting, I was Mama Pig. I was also a hedgehog. And I was also a tree and a frog. <laughs> so a wide range. Stretch my acting abilities. You know, that's a lot of uh, representation there. And so, you know, while I was uh, with that, I just tried to stay alive um, on stage. So what I mean by that is if... I was doing something and a kid, you know, said, said something, I would just respond. I would just try to stay alive with the audience rather than trying to do it in the same way that I'd always done it. Um, once that audience comes in, you kind of have to let that energy in and, and just kind of go with it. And you're, you start to vibe between you and the audience. You know, if they laugh, then you need to pause and then, or sometimes I would repeat things, you know, just kind of, you got to get in that flow with the audience. And as a director, I was always thinking about all the technical stuff. <laughs> I was always thinking like, oh, uh, okay, uh, the, the music isn't aligning with the singing. Okay, we have to, the, the, or the, the, the sound of the music is too, is too much for the vocals. Or, okay, and, and I, you know, go backstage and then I, I you know, I, oh, oh uh, you know, this kid, you know, it, it was a lot of uh, kind of just, um, yeah. Multitasking. Just, and it must be yeah. difficult because you're in character, but you have to also step back as the director to, to, to notice these things. Yeah, I think on the day of filming, I was in a way almost more like a producer because I'm not so much giving the actors notes is I'm really thinking about, you know, we've got this one shot with the audience. Now we did do some filming outside of when the audience was there just to get a few pickup shots, but, um, but we've got this one shot. And like I said, they're like, they were like three years old. So we had actually intended to have a lot longer shoot, but we realized quite early on, well, these three-year-olds are not going to last for like six hours of, of us. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so we just were like, okay, we've got this shot, right? We've got this window. And that, you know, did increase the, the pressure. Yeah. <laughs> to sort of get it in the can. <laughs> 
what was uh, um finally um what were some sort of things that you really learned i mean lessons from the pandemic i think it's really sort of forced us to pivot in in a way and the same goes for live theater I mean, never did I imagine five years ago would I be speaking to a wonderful cast and director and, and talking about um, a theatre piece that you filmed um, to be then played again. I mean, what were some of the lessons that you've learned uh, throughout the pandemic uh, with this production, Jennifer? Um, for me, um, you know, like we had a conversation after the panto about, you know, are we going to do anything? You know, what are we going to do? And, you know, and so it was just kind of like that decision that you you make. It's like, are you going to just go, well, there's no theater. None of the theaters are open or there's, you know, so, you know, see you next year, you know, kind of thing. Or are you going to, you know, just try to make something happen? And that was really that. You know, and look, I would prefer to have a real show where there's audience and we're in a theater and we and we get to do 10 shows and there's like audience every night. That is what most of us actors actually enjoy. But sometimes you just got to make something happen and you just got to work with the restrictions that are there and and no, it's not exactly what you would have most preferred if you had to choose, you know, but it's, it's not, you can't just give up. That's what I've learned. It's just like, okay, I've got to learn these new skills and I've got to make something happen and, and try to put something out there. And yeah, it's that kind of resilience and just kind of like not letting yourself get beat down by the circumstances and just kind of like, gutting it out and just making something happen that's yeah. that was that's what i've really come away with yeah. personally gabriel yeah i think just kind of in line with what jennifer was saying but just like adaptability like being able to think outside of the box i guess about like we can't be putting on shows all the time but we still don't want to just have it recorded with no audience because that like changes the energy and everything. And so I think that um, I think everyone has had to do this during COVID is just adapt because this is a reality. We There's so many things that we can't do anymore. Yeah, yeah, that we have to change. And I think it was really cool to see uh, how the people like um, Jennifer or any of the backstage people, the camera people, the those people, how they were able to keep this energy and keep it going um, with like what they're passionate about and being able to really make something out of this situation. Yeah. And for you, Amy? For me, um, I think it shows that anything is possible. We are not just us, but everyone around the world is still trying to make the magic of theatre happen and it is happening internationally. And there is a challenge to that, but we grow when we're challenged. And I think that we are learning new ways of how to create, how to perform. And I actually think this is a really exciting time to be a part of this. And so that's what I've come away with is that creativity is limitless. 
that's my main thing. Absolutely. Well said. Well, thank you so much for your time this afternoon, Amy, Jennifer and Gabriel. And for our listeners who want to support local theatre and local actors and local work, they have a chance to do so because The Three Little Pigs runs all the way from today, the 9th of April, all the way to the 19th of April. And you can watch it as many times as you like. It's online. How can people find out a little bit more about this, Jennifer? Have you got a a Facebook page that people can go to? Yeah, so we've got... Um, there's a Facebook group, Hong Kong Players. There's a website, Hong Kong Players. If you go to Eventbrite, um, which is a ticketing company, and put in three little pigs, you will get our um, uh, our event, uh, and you can buy tickets. Um, like you said, um, once you have the code to watch it, we know we we know how little kids love to watch things on repeat again again. <laughs> so you're a, you can, they can watch it as much as they want in that ten days if they want to watch it a hundred times that's fine with us. And uh, you know just to also say that you know we are a community theater organization we do just run as a charity we we make what we spend nobody gets paid. And so we really do appreciate support um, if we can get it, because obviously it's been a tough year. <laughs> so, yeah, so um, Facebook, Instagram, uh, the website, Hong Kong Players or Eventbrite um, for tickets. And we'll definitely post a link for the Eventbrite uh, link so that our listeners and our audience can check it out uh, this afternoon after today's interview. We'll post it on our Facebook page, Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3. Meanwhile, thank you so much for, for joining us this afternoon. And we're speaking to the director of the show, who also plays The Tree, uh, Mummy Pig, um, and amongst others, and the producer as well, uh, Jennifer Barkley, along with Amy Percival and Gabriel Vienna. Thank you so much for your time. And um, I, I hope hope more people will, will join in and support uh, the, the wonderful work of the Hong Kong players. Thank you so much for your time this afternoon. Take care.